The reason people aren't financially free is they don't know what to do and they don't know where to start. I want you to join Joey and I at the Virtual Inner Circle Live April the 4th through the 6th as we share with you the exact answers to those questions. We only do this event one time per year. I don't want you to miss out. Go to westwatwallstreet.com forward slash live and enter promo code podcast. When you're at this event, you're going to get your investor DNA. You're going to get access to up to six different passive income strategies. So you know, leaving this event, exactly what to do, taking our decades of knowledge so that you can start becoming financially free. Go to wealthwhitewallstreet.com forward slash live and enter the promo code podcast. For the love, Russ, when are you coming back to work? What are you talking about? Never left. <laughs> um, I would beg to differ. Uh, that would be the um, the um, amazing list of tasks that I have been managing while you've been gone. Uh, well, I am grateful that you have been managing it, buddy. If this is what financial freedom looks like, I want more of it. I mean, I think this is what most people, I wish they get there. Like we have a goal this year of helping people, at least a hundred people become financially free to fire their boss. And while, yes, I've been doing some things behind the scenes, I know as a whole, I fired my boss this month of March and that boss was the calendar. Like mm. I have not had to be on for any specific thing over the last 30 days. And I'm grateful. I am grateful. This is definitely what I hope everyone else would achieve, but that's not what we're here for. We're here to hear about digital gold. I want to know what me and everyone else listening to this podcast is going to find out from you guys, as you guys uh, did this podcast day, Joe. Well, I mean, as you know, crypto is just on fire. Like there's so much media around this. Um, there's even some current events concerning the way the government is looking at um, crypto. We bring that up in this podcast. But the three main points we talk about is how is crypto kind of like gold? Like how are they similar? The the If you break down the definition and, and how we view them. And then the second thing is how is it an opportunity like what are the opportunities that crypto provides? And then lastly, um, the the type of like, how is it like a currency? So we, we kind of debate, is this a currency or is this an opportunity? And we kind of give both. So I think you're going to really be impressed, man. I mean, you know, we've been we've been holding the fort down without the idea guy, but there's plenty of ideas flowing in this podcast. <laughs> Well, good. Let, let, let's jump in. I don't want to take any more time out of this thing. Let's, let's get our chairs, pull up to the table, and belly, belly up. up. Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. Welcome to the Financial Freedom Roundtable, where each week we break down complex financial topics so that you can easily understand them and take the next right step towards financial freedom. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. We're glad to have you in the room. I am Joey, the Italian stallion, Murray. And, uh, you know, they call me Italian because I am Italian. Uh, I don't know what else to add to it. 
Um, I added the stallion, but we'll, we'll move on from that. I am joined by the greatest financial freedom coaches in the country. And I don't say that lightly. These guys really um, have experience and knowledge that are helping people each and every day to take the next right step. To my left, I'm going to bring in Mr. Incredible himself. He is the man with the million dollar smile. And uh, as of last week, when we talked about inflation, it went up to the $2 million smile. Hey. Or it didn't go down. It went up. Mr. J.D. Hill. Welcome, J.D. Wow, that was great. Um, so it's not worth $2 million. It's still worth a million. But because of inflation, <laughs> it's now $2 million. Uh, I That's appreciate right. that intro. It's, I'm glad to be back. Um, spring break was great. I went to Colorado Springs, uh, went to almost the top of Pikes Peak. Uh, fun little fact, the reason why they don't allow you, at least what they told me, to go all to the top sometimes is due to avalanche threat. And uh, Really? I, yeah, I wasn't aware of that. Um, so we went to, I think, mile marker 16 of 19. So we, we were pretty high. <clears throat> not, yeah. I mean, literally, not figuratively, but yeah. Yeah, you got to clarify that when you're talking yeah. Colorado. Um, Good, good for you. Welcome back. Uh, we got, we got to get to everybody else here. We've got the true financial Sherlock Holmes of our day. There's no problem too difficult for him to solve. I like to refer to him as downtown Ernie Brown. Welcome, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Matt, just a quick observation right before this call. Uh, overheard my wife on a little FaceTime call. And uh, just as I was walking out, I heard uh, something about, about testing positive. And I don't know if you thought what I did, but I, I thought in that moment, <laughs> man, that's way better than being negative. <laughs> like, what it, it's, when, it, when is testing positive a bad thing? You know, like, wouldn't you rather be positive than negative? Well, I mean, you are fairly newlywed. So I don't, I mean, we might need to have an update to this after the, after the podcast here, Ernie, like what is she positive with? Positive with positivity. Okay. There we go. okay. It's actually really interesting, Joey, that you would think of something uh, not COVID related in terms of being positive. Cause I just, uh, it just seems like all around us, it's like, Oh, I tested positive. Well, when you but have five I, I was daughters, negative. when you like, have five daughters, what? it's just what you think of, you know? Uh, Listen, I went the same way. I'm like, oh, she's pregnant. That's great. See, congratulations. Yeah. That'd be a tough way for me to find out. You know, or telling somebody else. <laughs> That's right. Now, hey, we can't leave out the man, the myth, the legend, the airline pilot who finally hung up his wings because he had so much passive income, he couldn't stand it. We have with us the Gooch, Mark Haraguchi. Welcome, my friend. Afternoon, everybody. Yeah, I, I actually had just had to hop up and close my window because apparently, even though I've stopped flying, the Canadian geese are all getting ready for liftoff and, you know, apparently cheering each other on like, you know, you can do it, you can do it before they all launch. So, uh, yeah, next to me is, is a creek and it is just flooded with Canadian geese right now. Oh, well, before we get into today's topic, guys, we're going to be talking about crypto. It's such a hot topic. I want to ask you, if you are listening, if you've listened to at least three of these podcasts, would you do us the huge favor of rating and reviewing us on iTunes? This 
would be the greatest privilege to have you do that because we love for people to find this and that's really the only way they're going to know that we exist. So as a thank you, please, uh, please provide us that rating. Okay. So let's get into this today, guys. Crypto, is it digital gold, right? Why is this an important topic today? Um, Mark, I'm going to start with you. One of the things that brought it up, even highlighted even more was on March 9th, the White House actually finally acknowledged and signed an executive order on, quote, ensuring responsible development of digital assets, hmm. end quote. So when the government finally decides they're going to go ahead and get involved, um, clearly it's risen to the level that if, if it hasn't piqued your interest before, if you haven't even heard of it before, now's the time to really start kind of figuring out, hey, what exactly is going on? And, and, and is it digital gold? Mm, good point. Earn. Well, all right. I, I can get, can't go by that. What Mark just said, when he said that's news to me, that is terrifying to me, actually. Ooh, okay. Scary, Tell me more. Scary thing. Well, uh, just understanding, to me, this is opinion, uh, central bank digital currency is one of the greatest potential threats that we face. Mm. Okay, why is that? Total, total control of a money supply. I mean, even as it is now, our Federal Reserve notes that we use, dollar dollar bills, uh, we, is, is totally unlinked fiat. And so we're talking today about digital gold, digital money, form of cryptocurrency, potentially pretty exciting. Uh, but as it stands today, we're in a we're in a um, a bit of a pickle. But this uh, mark, what you just said, terrifies me in the sense of, oh my goodness, are we just going to fall into another controlled money supply? Mm. More to come on that because there's some some talking points around that that I think we should uncover. JD, what do you yeah. think about the topic? Why is this important? Well, I I mean, for all the reasons that have already been been addressed, I, I also think it's important. Um, too, as, as we are in a period of um, really high inflation um, and uh, a ton of change um, and crypto isn't going away, right? It's, it's from my perspective, it's only gaining more and more momentum. Um, and so if, if you haven't familiarized yourself with it uh, yet, this is certainly a time to, to start doing that um, because it's only going to become more and more and more popular and more and more used um, and accepted going forward. Now, I, I had somebody text me just the other day, guys, um, and I said, hey, by the way, I was inviting him to our Passive Income Mastermind and mentioned to him that Tuesday night of our retreat in Austin, we have a master in cryptocurrency, Bob Burnett, speaking mm -hmm. about, and he's the man who literally helped the country of El Salvador switch their currency to Bitcoin. Like, so this is, this is a big deal. And I was making him aware of that. And he said, in his response tells me that there's another side of this argument of cryptocurrency that we maybe need to consider. He's like, um, you know, this is, when people start playing in fake money, I just, I just don't want to even involve myself. So there's a concept or an idea that there's, there's this fakeness to cryptocurrency. It's not tangible. It's... Wow. It's, and so there's part of the thought process that that could be happening. We're saying it's digital gold. Wow. And I think there's some, some reasons that we can, you know, today, I think we should break this down a little further is that I think 
explaining what gold is, like where did we come up with this idea of digital gold? Two, how do we see it as a currency? And then three, how can we see crypto being an opportunity? Those are, I think, the main things we need to talk about. But before we do, like, Mark, you had a, a little bit of a background on why you think we're in this age of digital gold, right? Crypto being digital gold. What Break that down for us. Well, first things first, I, I want to make sure that we, we, we clearly state what the title of this is, is it's crypto dot, 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 digital gold. There's oh, a question emphasis on a question mark. Okay. There's a question mark in there, right? And, and so... I'm not saying that this is digital gold. I'm not saying it's not digital gold. I'm just saying, hey, you know, could it be, would it be, you know, do you want it to be? And I, I for me, where, where my mind went through on this whole thing is, you know, if we think about the, the, the genesis of, of, of what kind of quote money is and how things have worked in the past is, well, we started with barter, right? You know, I've got a cow, Joey's got some chickens. I want some, I want some eggs, you know? And so we, we, we figure out how, how can we barter and make this thing? Well, I can't really cut the cow into eighths in front of him and, and then walk around with the rest of the cow. That's just not going to work. So we, we had to move through barter medium exchange, but we needed something that was fungible that could be divisible. So coins, coins are a lot easier to carry around than an entire cow. And then actually when the Knights Templar were roaming around, they were like the first ones to roll in with actual paper receipts for credit. So that you didn't have to walk around with big old bags of gold, uh, and then we moved into like real paper checks, and then we saw credit cards, but now we're starting to see the digital currency come into play. And let's face it, COVID pushed a lot of people away from touching things because there was a, a fear that that might be how it was transmitted. Everyone was stuck at home, so everything actually moved to digital currency, which was credit cards, and. So now we're seeing the, the, the next genesis, which it looks like is going to be some type of cryptocurrency, which is what a lot of people are already trying around with right now. And so that's kind of how this, this whole idea moved along. So, so yeah, no, I think the, just hearing like the, the way things kind of progressed and have continued to progress in this space is valuable for us to, to break down why Let's talk about this for a second. Ernie, you were talking about gold yesterday when we were, we were bringing this up and, and we made it even one of the main points that we wanted to talk about. Like, what is it about gold? Why would we even consider this a, a possibility to be compared to gold? Like, can you give us a little light on that? Uh, well, I think there's two things that come to mind. Number one, everybody, everybody agrees that gold is precious. It's valuable. It's important. It has, it has worth. And so when we talk about money, we want something that's, that's got some value, some medium of exchange that is valuable. And the second thing is, in a sense, it's, it's scarce, right? So that, that even holds its value. And in terms of, of what, we're, what we're using, if we're trying to trade a cow part for some chicken eggs, we wouldn't be able to communicate each piece's value and exchange appropriately. One of the problems with our fiat dollars is that there's a, there's no, where there used to be linked to gold, there's, and that creating, right, equal, there, there can't be any more in circulation of dollars than there is available in gold. Because we've de-linked 
1971 just completely gone. Since then, there's been no control over the number of dollars, and therefore, we keep inflating this money supply. So gold provides that. We've gotten away from it. And so now we're talking about today in, in the form of a cryptocurrency. We could get back to that. Okay. So I, I don't pretend that any of us are experts in cryptocurrency. So just as a disclaimer, um, we have guys like Bob Burnett in our Passive Income Mastermind for a reason because we don't pretend to be. But what do you, what could you add to that, JD, maybe from like, how does Bitcoin or Ethereum or any cryptocurrency for that matter share some of the characteristics of gold and why would we compare that? I think the first thing, particularly as it relates to, to Bitcoin is, uh, and gold, is there's a limited supply. Um, and when there's a limited supply of something, that's, that's supply and demand, right? You can, you can associate now value to that based on supply and demand because there's a limited amount of supply and there can be an unlimited amount of demands. But if it's limited, then that makes the value of it go up uh, as the demand for it goes up. Um, and as it sits with, with Bitcoin, there is a limited amount of supply with Bitcoin. Um, and so I'm not a Bitcoin expert at all. Um, and, and I look at Bitcoin in, in crypto a little bit differently in terms of, I don't necessarily see it today as a currency. I see it as more as an opportunity, which I know we're going to get into. Um, but, um, but I love the opportunity, right? I'm an opportunist, right? So I've, I look at things more from the perspective of like, how can I, how can I profit, right? How can I make this work for, for, for my advantage? Uh, and you know, there's, I think, I think with gold as well, there's also safety in that because uh, like gold and silver, there's safety there just because of how widely recognized it is. Same thing with Bitcoin. It's, it's the first essentially cryptocurrency. And then if you move over to things like uh, Shiba, right? Uh, and, and, and Doge, you know, these meme coins, these altcoins that literally are just based on if people like it or not, right? If Reddit does a nice post on it, and it'll, you know, or, or Elon, it'll make the value of it go up. Candidly, I've got a hundred bucks in SHIB. Um, I'm hoping for it to go to the moon. It's not going to the moon. <laughs> you know, I'm down like four bucks, but um, I, you know, again, going back to the original question itself is, is there's a limited amount of supply. And because there's a limited amount of supply, that's going to create uh, uh, an immediate value to that because it's limited. Well, now let me challenge this or not challenge, but bring up the point that why is gold valuable? Because it's easily acceptable across like it's everybody recognizes it's value universal yeah yeah universal but whereas with bitcoin for instance or ethereum it's not accepted in most most places right now right so from the standpoint of a demand it has a, a high demand right now but how much higher will that demand go as people start accepting it as an as an acceptable currency it will, it will go significantly higher when people see the use of it, right? So the use, having a use is, makes it a valuable thing. Like gold has a, a use and, and has a limited supply. Um, anything else that you guys would add about that? Like as far as like how gold is compared to this? I would want to add in there that depending on how you want to look at gold, I, I've always looked at gold as a store of wealth. I never thought of, oh, I'm going to invest my money into some gold bars and that will then yield returns in the future. Really, historically, it's a storage place. So you 
translate some of your, your current fiat for some gold, physical gold. And as time marches on, as the price, in, as, as the dollars inflate, right, as we talked about last time, as the currency is inflating, all of a sudden now that brick of gold or whatever you bought was X amount of dollars before, now it's Y amount of dollars today, it's even more. Well, in theory, the purchasing power of that singular piece of gold should be the same as when you originally got it and then when you finally decide to unload it. So if, if that piece of gold would, would buy, you know, a, a hamburger, well, then it should be able to buy a hamburger in the future as well. It's not that it's supposed to be able to buy 10 hamburgers in the future or less than one hamburger. It's supposed to be a storage of wealth throughout time. Gotcha. And you see, you see crypto being the same. I see crypto having that opportunity. Gotcha. I mean, let's, let's face it in, in 2011, I think Bitcoin was like a dollar or less. Um, and, and now you take a look at it, which if, if, that's, if, if that is a true re representation of inflation, We're it's in a trouble. jungle out there, folks. It's, it's brutal. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's Thunderdome. You know, it's, it's Armageddon out there. <laughs> no doubt. This podcast is amazing. Almost too amazing, Russ. There's too many ideas, and I don't know where to get started creating passive income. Well, here's the thing, Joey. I think one of the things you need to consider in that statement is what is it costing you to not know? What is it costing you not to take action? I love the statement that says you don't have to be great to start. You just have to start to be great. If you're struggling on where to start, you have to know what type of investor you are. Know your investor DNA. And if you want to learn more about this, you can join us in our Passport Challenge at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash passport. Get started today. Okay, so you just brought up about the currency. I want to I want to transition from the the topic of gold. Let's go to the second point of currency. Okay, so why why do we see crypto? And this is my initial reaction: is it's it is a currency, and it's a reason why we're storing our Ethereum miners in either Ethereum or Bitcoin because I'm looking at it as an alternative place that will will outpace this whole inflationary pressure on the US dollar. It's crashing the dollar. And I want to be in a place where that crypto has, has value in the future. So I'm seeing it that way. Apparently Tom Brady agrees with me. Um, I, don't, I don't even know how to spell ESPN, but apparently there's talks of Tom Brady out there spending Bitcoin in his retirement um, for however short that was. Um, what other reasons would you guys say this is more like a currency? Or do you agree with me? I don't, I mean, that's fine. I don't have to agree with you. If Tom Brady, the goat says it, then, I mean, we can just end this right now. hundred <laughs> percent. All right. So what Odell Beckham, if it's good enough for Odell Beckham to take a contract in, I mean, even more. Okay. What, so what, tell us what he did. Well, no, I don't want to go to that. You, Joey, you were, you were saying something that is interesting to me and that you will store some of your value in Ethereum, in, in Bitcoin, as, right. as compared to store your value in fiat, right. which is being devalued. And you're betting that the value of these cryptos is relatively stable. We see volatility in it, don't we? We do. But we see volatility also in the dollar as well. And it's Well, I, I don't believe people agree with what you just said. Say this. Say that again. I don't believe people agree with what you just said. The U.S. dollar is volatile. Explain what you mean by that. Well, its value is only declining as the supply is only increasing. Now, so can, so I, I would say wait, from a can, for, from a very global perspective, right? That's not perfect. 
But we also have to realize is that whatever countries are are denominating their currency in, they're also experiencing inflation as well, the devaluing of their own currencies. Right. But is volatility the true word when it's a just a constant decline or is it going up at all? Like I, when I hear volatility, I think it's going up and down. I think it's kind of like bouncing around. I don't see the dollar doing anything but nose nose diving. I'm, I'm not. I'm going to say I'm not. I'm going to confess that I'm not smart enough to to speak to that intelligently. Well, we know I'm not smart enough to teach. I mean, I'm just <laughs> looking for opinions here, guys. It's it's. I think the dollar is is volatile while it's on its way down. So it's going up and down, but on its way down. So imagine. Like it, like it, literally an escalator going downhill, right? Are are going down? Like that's that's what the dollar is doing. I mean, it's there's steps to go down if you want to take the steps, or you can just let it just keep going down. But the the, the dollar is in and of itself. The, the more they print, the less valuable it becomes. I mean, period, right? And that's with anything. The more of something that exists in the marketplace, the less valuable that it ultimately becomes. Gotcha. Um, and and with the dollar, I mean, inflation is not what seven and a half eight percent, depending on how it's being measured, like. It's in, you know, what, what, there's, there's, there's statistics out there that talk about, um, and these are going to be completely wrong, like most statistics, but go with me here. Some like two thirds of all the, 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 the actual dollar itself that's ever been created was just created in the last like three or four years. Like, like it's absurd how much cash is being printed and put into the marketplace. No doubt. Mark, you're being quiet over there. Wrap, wrap us up on, uh, do you think this is a currency and why or why not? I think there are opportunities for it to become a currency. Which one will actually be the the, the definitive one moving forward? I, I think is going to kind of go back to that early system of barter, where if if Joey, if if you decide that that just for our example, Bitcoin is going to be the thing that it is, and you want to use that, but I'm at my store and I go, mm, yeah, no, not a, not a fan. Uh, I only want to use Litecoin at mine. Well, what's fascinating about that is even though you and I may have different um, cryptocurrency, you and I can both exchange them instantaneously through our, pardon me? Instantaneously on the line. Yeah. So, so we can actually swap them through the internet and we can convert them over and then you and I can still have a medium of exchange. I mean, the other thing I want to look at here is, you know, in the mid to late uh, 2010s, certain states were starting to create gold repositories like they were having their own gold be stored and then they were creating like gold credit cards credit cards that were linked to this establishment and people's actual storage of physical gold and they were paying against it well in uh, november 25 of 18 ohio became the first state to accept bitcoin for tax payment so now we actually have a state institution acknowledging that we're going to accept this as a as a medium of exchange uh, and then for those of you that are on the chat you can see the link that i put in there that's a list as of December, uh, what is that, uh, of 2021, December of 21, a list of companies around the globe that are accepting digital currency, Microsoft, uh, Microsoft being one of them. You can actually buy stuff from Microsoft with digital currency. And there's all these other companies that are now deciding that they want to adopt it. And really, if you're a merchant, do you want to relinquish the opportunity for a sale? Mm. I think that's why a lot of them are starting to get in on it. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so we, we we need to wrap it up, but we want to talk first about opportunity. How is crypto an opportunity today? Uh, JD, get, get us started on that. 
Um, this is, this is right. I look at it as, as an opportunity. Uh, there's, there's a lot about crypto that I don't understand, but I know enough about if I see an opportunity, you know, buy low, sell high, those types of things, then, then it certainly piques my interest. And one of the cool things about crypto and, and the way that it sits today is I purchased two Ethereum mines, uh, computers, uh, at least as far as I know, I've never seen them. Right. And, and what they do is, is, and, and I, the only reason why I did this candidly, <laughs> I love that you're showing that the only reason why I did this was because a friend of mine was, was going to spend a very high six figure dollar amount on these mines. And he asked if I wanted to do it. And I was like, if you're going to spend that kind of coin, you must, you know, be pretty serious. So I don't recommend doing that. Uh, but what it does, is it's basically a crypto ATM, right? So it solves complex codes and it basically gets rewarded in Ethereum. And then I get paid Ethereum every week or two. I just got a deposit uh, two days ago. Um, and then I take that Ethereum and I stake it and I get interest on that and it convert that interest is paid to me in Bitcoin. <laughs> so I've got Ethereum mines mining for Ethereum that then is earning interest and that interest is being converted into Bitcoin. And it, to me, I look at it as a phenomenal opportunity because I bought a machine that I could depreciate and it's just printing money right now. It's literally all it's doing is printing money. And I started doing this when Ethereum was trading at like $1,200 or so. Uh, uh, per, per Ethereum token. And now it's up over 3000. I mean, it's, it's been an absolute home run. Um, and, and I love these things and it's passive and it's creating essentially cash flow, right? So that's just, the opportunity. All I have to do is remember the website, right? And my, <laughs> and my, and my password, like that's all I have to remember. Oh, um, I'm out. So I'm out. It's, it's completely <laughs> passive and it's mindless for me, which is great. Right. Cause I don't want to have to think about a lot of things. All right. Um, so I think of opportunity, you, you just mentioned cash flow. you mentioned kind of the passivity, passive nature of this. I think about the opportunity in light of the technology behind it, right? Um, it wasn't ever, like we know that the banking industry and like real estate industries and like many industries are, are not very transparent in the processes in which they operate. Let me give you an example. Now that there's blockchain check technology, okay, imagine this, and I haven't seen where it's happened, but I've seen a lot of examples where people are talking about this coming, where you can now go into ownership on a piece of property in a fractional ownership position. Let's say, for instance, you want to own a rental property together with a bunch of people, but you couldn't afford it by yourself. You buy into a portion of that by your portion is, is tied to that blockchain. And then at any moment that you want to sell just your portion to the next investor that wants in at an appreciated value or whatever it may be, whatever the purpose was that you wanted to sell and they wanted to buy, you can now transact that immediately through the blockchain versus having to liquidate the asset as a whole, you now have a portion. And so that to me is opportunity for the everyday investor or the guy that could not get into the bigger leagues that they really wanted to now has opportunity they didn't have before. That's one, just one example where the technology is going to further um, opportunity for people, in my opinion. Ernie, what about you? Well, I'll go the other way. Something that I see among friends, honestly, and in, in what's being done in the crypto space is, is the same thing that happened um, when, when we discovered gold in them hills, <laughs> people, people who went digging for gold, what were they called? Gold diggers. 
Yes. What would be a, another term for this? I mean, 49ers. Okay. And another one? Prospector. Thank you. Prospector. Thank you. This was, That was on the spot. That's what I was thinking. Prospectors. Gold prospectors. They're out there digging for gold. And I think that's what is happening with, with Bitcoin is uh, not prospecting, but speculating. Yeah. Uh, viewing it as an investment, which is fine, right? Um, but what we're trying to accomplish is financial freedom. And, and, and when we think about a hierarchy of wealth, we would put speculation at the end, at the furthest point. The thing that we would go to when we can't find anything that we can have in our control to influence outcome of, something that we can provide as collateral, JD, then we would go to speculation. And, and that's what I see going on with this. So yeah, it's an opportunity, um, but you have zero control, zero influence over whether that goes up and down, unless your name is Elon, right? <laughs> you get influence <laughs> or right. What we see with GameStop, certain stop stocks, you know, but that's, that's phony, you know, that that's not real wealth. And then if you hit it once, you've got to go hit it twice, right? You got to, you got to buy low, sell high, and you got to do that over and over and over. And if you do it otherwise, you lose. And so that's what I see as uh, viewed as an opportunity, not necessarily a good one. Mm. Mark? I remember reading some literature and they were talking about, so take, take, take the actual coin out of the equation. But like you're saying, Joey, the, the infrastructure behind the coin, which is the blockchain, and how that blockchain can be used to revolutionize data storage. And they were talking about it through medical records. Um, we all know if, if, if you get on a call with us and we work through it and we figure out that the, you know, the infinite banking concept, a properly structured dividend paying mutual whole life insurance policy is appropriate for implementing that strategy towards financial freedom. Well, we know that one of the things that's in there is actual medical records, conceivably from your doctor. And getting some of those medical records can be a challenge because we're dealing with outdated infrastructure, you know, doctors are just doing the best they can to keep themselves floating above water, let alone manage the record system. So what if that could all be revolutionized and modernized? They also talk about the DMV. If you've ever been to the DMV in the state of Hawaii, oh, um, you know what type of, you know, oh man, what, what <laughs> word can I use? That's, that's, that's family appropriate. Um, <laughs> system of chaos that they're managing there and so you know paper cards and whatnot well let's revolutionize that right and the blockchain is the system behind digital currency that is working to to, to do that for that we can apply that in so many sectors of what we do and still have it be safe and secure but have it be modernized and more efficient and so now what we're doing is we're speeding up the processes that we have to do anyway i love it um, so guys, we've covered a lot today, uh, talking about how this is linked to gold or, or compared to gold, how it could be a currency, how it could be an opportunity. Last thoughts from you. What does somebody need to take away from this? Uh, what action can they take or what would you tell somebody listening to this right now, Ernie? Well, I'd say when we're, when we're thinking of this as an opportunity, I think education reduces risk is I think this opportunity to continue to become educated. I think this topic as it relates to financial freedom has some bearing. I think this is an opportunity in the future that we should be learning about just as we're, we're learning about it. We don't, 
confess to be experts by any means, probably amateurs at best, right, in this space. But we're learning and we're talking about it. Uh, I mean, one thing that I do get excited about is, you know, I'm open to the idea of purchasing life insurance that's denominated in cryptocurrency. Yeah, that sounds pretty interesting to me. All day. All day. I'll, I'll just leave it there. Mark. I'm going to dovetail on that thought of the the number one challenge to progress is thinking that you know it all. And if you rewind the clock 10 or 11 years ago, that's 2011. That was the first time I heard about Bitcoin. If I had been more open to learning about things that I didn't know, think about the opportunities I'd be rolling in today. We talked about this you know, in, a, in our prep call, which is I'd probably one of those people that got in for like a dollar, but I'd be going to the city dump trying to find the computer I threw away because it didn't do anything for five or seven years. <laughs> so don't be afraid to learn new things, gang. You, you have a tremendous amount of opportunity. We've, we've got podcasts, we've got content. There's so many people out there that are talking about new and crazy and, and, and innovative things that sound super off the cuff. And you're like, that doesn't make any sense. That's just foolish. Well, pump the brakes for a second. Do a little research on it because if, if we would have all taken time to have researched this about a decade ago, we'd all be having a much different conversation today. Mm. Right on. JD. Yeah, I, I agree completely. I, I think oftentimes uh, human nature is to reject what we don't know and understand. Right. And there are so many opportunities out there, much like this space here in crypto. Um, and we've barely even begun to scratch the surface. And just because you're unfamiliar with it doesn't mean it's, um, uh, it's invalid or doesn't mean that it's not going to work. Um, and if you want to be successful, if you want to take advantage of opportunities, you've got to be open uh, and not put your head in the sand to all kinds of opportunities. It doesn't mean you have to take advantage of them, right, and invest in them. But you owe it to yourself uh, and to your family and to the life that you want to create to at least be open to learning about what exists in the marketplace and if it's an opportunity you want to take advantage of or not. I love it. Um, I'll leave you guys with this. This is the community that you need to be a part of. If you're not already in here, you need to get in here. We're about to jump into the inner circle. These are people who are fighting to push each other closer to financial freedom. They're getting incredible value from coaching, both group and individualized coaching to take the next right step. If there's questions that you're trying to like fumble through yourself and you don't have a coach in your corner, you're literally telling yourself, I don't want to move as fast as I could. And the opportunity is here. You need to join us. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash free call. And one of these coaches will walk you through exactly what to expect and how you can be a part of what we're doing. Um, guys, this is an amazing topic and I can't wait for us to go deeper into this over the months and years to come as more and more things come available. If you got value today, please uh, rate, review us, and uh, we, we will see you on the very next episode. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.